Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to. Today's movie we're reviewing is called Renfield. It's directed by Chris McKay, written by Ryan Ridley, Robert Kirkman, and Ava Trammer, starring Nicholas Holt as Renfield, Nicholas Cage as Dracula, Aquafina as Rebecca, Ben Schwartz as Tommy, and T.C. Matherin as Kyle. And there's a reason why we're actually mentioning the actor's name for Kyle is because we're going to talk a little bit about the poor life that he's living. So the movie is about Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count, his various demands, and all the bloodshed that comes with them. With that in mind, I think we can get started. 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Renfield? Dude, you and I briefly talked about this before, but this is one of those movies that you go to the movies to watch. It was so fun. And you can't go wrong with Nicolas Cage as Dracula himself. I loved it, man. It was a good mix of comedy and horror. And Nicholas Holt and Nicolas Cage, this is now the second movie of theirs that we reviewed on this podcast. Oh, that's right, because we reviewed... The Menu... We reviewed the menu and we reviewed Willie's Wonderland. So right. yeah, so Nicholas Holt killing it, Nicholas Cage killing it. It's actually nice to see Nicholas Cage make a little bit of a comeback to the big screen because he was doing a lot of independent films for a while. I mean, some of them were obviously bangers. I mean, you had your Mandy, you had your Willie's Wonderland, and there was this other one, Parents, which I thought was funny. So he started doing a lot of those, but it looks like he's starting to make a comeback. But and apparently uh, Dead by Daylight. He was announced today as a character in Dead by Daylight. You texted me this earlier, and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I have to jump back into this game again and play it, because how can you not play Dead by Daylight and not be Nicolas Cage? You, like, Dude, you have to do it. I'm hoping he's a survivor and a killer. Oh, he should be. You know, Dracula is a survivor and also a killer in that. It's very true. He is. Now, this movie was... Like you're saying, it was that blend between horror and comedy. Some may debate whether it is horror or not, but also we reviewed Cocaine Bear, which wasn't necessarily horror, but it was on the vein because of the gore to it. So in this movie, there was a lot of gore to it, and I think it can qualify as a horror movie because of Dracula alone. Obviously, Dracula is one of the original movie monsters that exists, so it makes sense to qualify this as a horror movie. Dude, the violence in this movie was just over the top. Holy there shit. Like, there were like several scenes where there were just like, <laughs> when Renfield would fucking eat his bug that gave him all of his powers and he would just start ripping people apart. 
oh man, he was annihilating people. As soon as he did that, it gave him superpowers. So what happened was Dracula granted him powers so that way he could be his apprentice or slave, I guess you want to call it that, for eternity. And in exchange, Dracula gave some of his powers to Renfield. And in order for Renfield to really utilize those powers, he would have to eat bugs. But naturally, as soon as he ate the bugs, he went into God mode, basically. And he's got all these moves where he's just friggin' ripping people apart and doing all this parkour type crazy stuff. It was pretty awesome. I found that a little interesting, though, regarding the just eating bugs. I don't know why, of all things, like eating a quick bug allowed for that to happen. There's one scene in the movie where he's trying to find bugs and he finds like ants and he eats an ant. He starts, he gets his powers and starts ripping people up. Oh, absolutely. He went nuts. And I think there was a scene too where what he's doing is he needs to find people that he can feed to Dracula. Because what happened is Dracula was attacked by the church and Van Helsing, I believe, correct? I believe so, yes. Okay, so what happened was Dracula got burnt big time by the sun, but took out Van Helsing and the priest that was part of the church. They were all working together. And because of that, he was severely burned. So... Throughout the years, Renfield was trying to nurse him to health by feeding him unsuspecting souls or poor schmucks that are just getting fucking drained of their blood to give Dracula back his power. Now, there was a part where I thought was crazy. He actually was in a bar and he's trying to find victims that he can feed to Dracula and shit goes all haywire he bumps into Tommy, who's played by Ben Schwartz. And Tommy is basically one of the second in command for his family when it comes to, I don't know, they do a lot of criminal type shit, selling drugs, weapons, whatever. And Renfield, he manages to eat a fly and then starts going crazy. And that's when he meets Rebecca, played by Aquafina. Going backwards here to the start of the movie, I, I love how it opens. Is Renfield in cup? What is it like? Couples therapy? Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> literally addressing his toxic relationship with Dracula. Yeah, because that's what it was. I mean, <laughs> so everyone in this therapy session, they're all sitting around. They're all talking about their relationships that they have with their significant others and how they're toxic and everything. And then. Renfield, he's not necessarily in a relationship like the others. He's obviously the assistant for Dracula, but Dracula is pretty toxic to Renfield and doesn't really value him as an assistant. It's really all about Dracula and what he wants over what Renfield wants. So when he's talking about Dracula, he's not giving Dracula's name. He's just kind of talking about his boss and how his boss is super toxic. And they're listening because it is a toxic relationship. They're trying to tell him what he needs to do. They give him a book that he can read to kind of put things in perspective for him to get out of this toxic relationship yeah and it's hysterical <laughs> my favorite part of that therapy in the beginning was that guy bob he starts fucking screaming and yelling because someone was talking about ska music <laughs> for some reason they keep making jabs about ska music throughout the film Oh my God, man, because the person in there, her boyfriend was a toxic boyfriend and he listened to Sky and he did all sorts of criminal shit. And Renfield decided to take matters in his own hands because he knew that Dracula needs bodies and he needs to feed off them. So he went and hunted this guy down. And it's funny because, yes, you see this guy, he's wearing like his Ska clothes. You know, he's wearing the scally cap. He's wearing, I think, the 
checkered chucks and everything. And he's got like the chained wallet, I believe. And it's so fucking stereotypical for a ska person. And naturally, this is when they start getting into a fight. Renfield just shows up and they're like, oh shit, are you from this organization? And he's like, no. And then obviously all hell breaks loose. Renfield eats a bug and starts beating the shit out of them. And then there's another big guy that comes in who's supposed to be like an assassin and take out the ska boy. This is Apache Joe. Apache Joe, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Who's going to tell him his name sounds kind of racist? You tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. But yeah, Renfield and Apache Joe get into it, and Renfield chops off his head. His head goes flying into the road and stuff, and Tommy... He's there and he gets the hell out of Dodge because he doesn't want to be any part of that. Cops catch up to him, arrest him, but he's able to get out on some sort of weird technicality. So that was also funny to me because Aquafina is very short and she's a tiny girl. Yeah. And she decides she's going to go on a full foot race trying to catch Tommy and he's running for his life from Aquafina. I was laughing so hard. Oh, especially when he's throwing the cocaine to get them to slow down. Yeah, they're like, he's throwing cocaine. <laughs> and it hit, did it hit someone in the face? It did. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was hysterical. It's unbelievably funny. Obviously, Aquafina takes him down, arrests him. And because they're part of a big family, the police uh, were like, ah, let him go. We have bigger fish to fry. You're not part of that whole task force type deal. And so they had to let him go. He got on a technicality. Yeah, that was funny. And then we see Dracula's first victim that Renfield brings him was this dude named Doug. Mm -hmm. He gives Dracula this dude, Doug, he bites him and he's just like, Doug is trash. You're feeding me trash. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) you're feeding me trash. Give me something. Give me like a bunch of nuns or a bus full of cheerleaders or something. (laughs) And of course, what's the next thing you see? Renfield is in a bar. And of course, he sees a bus full of cheerleaders driving by, a bunch of nuns coming in, and another group. I can't remember what the other group was, but Dracula listed three different groups, and they were all there. And he's like, oh, shit. But during that time, Tommy finds out that Renfield was there and that he messed up the whole meeting and killing Apache Joe, things like that. And so Tommy and his gang come in they start raising hell rebecca's there as well and so she's about to be attacked by tommy and then renfield jumps in to save the day and starts fighting all these guys and protecting her and he's trying but he doesn't have all of his powers but he manages to eat a fly and then he's good to go and he starts fucking tearing into people there was like two or three of those scenes throughout the movie where yeah renfield's just tearing people apart there was this scene and then there was one was it an apartment complex? Oh, my favorite scene of the whole movie. When he pulls someone's arm off. <laughs> Throws it at someone else and like it goes through his chest. He's fucking beating people with an arm. Yeah, and then he, he throws it at someone's chest and it gets stuck. Yeah, it just impales the guy. <laughs> oh, and what it was is it was a mix of cops and the organization. So the police and that organization, that criminal organization, were in cahoots typical like dirty cop stuff with a crime organization and you have one cop in there that's like this is bad we shouldn't be doing this 
Yeah, that's exactly the case. That's exactly what happened. And that scene was hysterical because at one point he throws a body over the railing and he's riding it down and he's looking up at Rebecca and he's just waving as he's riding this body down to the pile that he made on top of a car. It was like slow motion too. <laughs> so funny because he looks like he's just saying hi. Yeah. And she's looking like, what the fuck? And then she says something like, when I look back at my career, I'm going to say this is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Or like, there's some, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but cops say there's at least one fucked up thing that they've ever seen. I'm going to say this is the one fucked up thing I will ever see. Or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it was I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, the chemistry between the two of them was pretty great. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention Nicholas Holt. He's killing it lately. He's starting to get into a lot of roles. He's in very good movies. Obviously, we love the menu. He was in that and he was one of the lead people. And now he's in this. And we love this. Critics may have not have loved it all that much, but I thought it was fun as anything. It was like you said, the, the reason why you go to the movies and it's to be entertained. And I was entertained. Yeah. And I loved Dracula's makeup. Yeah, uh, especially like that scene where we see him after he's calling Doug trash. He's all burnt up because he's yeah. still healing from when he got lit on fire or when the church burned him. Yeah. Yeah. So he got annihilated. Yeah. I, I love the makeup. Yeah. I thought the Even makeup the was really cool. I thought Nicolas Cage as Dracula was actually fantastic. I, oh, thought, yeah. I, I thought he was a great choice for that role. I kind of wasn't a huge fan of the teeth. I could see that. Yeah, the teeth weren't all that great because it made his mouth look like a little weird. He looked like fucking Baraka from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he did. His teeth were like almost always exposed. So, yes, he did look like Baraka from fucking Mortal Kombat. Yep. And speaking of which, there were some fucking gnarly kills in this movie. The Mortal Kombat x-ray kill. You got it. But actually, you know what? We should go back and explain how Cute that Kyle. happened. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about poor Kyle first. Kyle... Kyle is one of the policemen and they keep shitting on this guy like you wouldn't believe. And it was always like, fuck you, Kyle. They kept blaming him for everything. Every time he said a word, they'd be like, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Poor Kyle. There's always that one police officer in a movie that always gets shit on. Like in the movie back in the day, Boondock Saints, there was always that one cop who was always getting shit on. He's like, get me a bagel. Get me a coffee. And he's like, son of a bitch. Jesus. There's always a cop in a movie like that. The guy that's got to take everyone's punishment. Mm -hmm. There's always one. It's pretty standard. So a lot of this movie had your standard movie cop tropes, such as your dirty cops, your clean, righteous cop, and the police force working together with an organization and all that. It had a lot of those tropes, so that was pretty generic in that aspect. But it worked. It worked for the movie, and it was necessary. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was very well put together. I love the fact that it's sort of a slow burn because Renfield's getting tired of Dracula's shit. As soon as the movie starts, that's like his whole thing. I mean, he's in mm -hmm. therapy and shit. More towards the end of the movie, he decides he's finally going to start doing something about it and try and break off from mm -hmm. Dracula. Yeah. So they're trying to devise a plan to beat him, and they figure out that a protection circle is what they need. So basically, they make a circle of some sort of powdery substance. You know where I'm going with this, Steve? I know where you're going with this. Go for it. <laughs> so you have to make a powdery circle. And if Dracula steps in the middle of it, it just traps him. So this particular scene, they didn't have anything other than cocaine to make a circle with. Right, right. 
So and, uh, Renfield and Rebecca make a circle of cocaine to trap Dracula. And which they did. And that's where, obviously, where they're able to get to work on Dracula. But I wanted to go back real quick to that Mortal Kombat X-ray kill. Mm-hmm. So the reason why you mentioned that and the Baraka thing is because Tommy makes a pact with Dracula. And he's like, I've got people for you. We can work together. So that way Dracula's not going to fucking kill him. And like his family or whatever. So Dracula ends up giving Tommy his powers, much like Renfield. So Renfield and Tommy, they're fighting. And this is all at the organization complex. And Dracula, obviously he's there. Tommy's there. Like the whole family's there. And Tommy, when he's fighting Renfield, towards the end, Renfield kicks him in the stomach. And you see like blood just burst out of both ends out of the mouth and out of the ass <laughs> i laughed so the fucking his asshole exploded <laughs> i was like what i was like that was so fucking gnarly like i keep saying like the blood and the gore in this movie it was next level all the way throughout it so just imagine this dude just puking blood and shitting it at the same time have you ever been sick and you're both shitting and puking at the same time picture that but with blood yeah it it's a goddamn great. mess. It's an absolute fucking mess. But I thought that was hysterical. Obviously, Aquafina's in trouble, so he goes to save Aquafina, and they managed to get Dracula in that circle, that cocaine circle. And because of that, Dracula is stuck. So he's stuck in that space, in that protective circle. So what they decided to do is just fucking annihilate him within the circle. They started doing all sorts of shit. They were like hitting him with all sorts of medieval weapons. They were kind of chopping him up. There was a weapon wall. Yeah, they had a weapon wall. So they're like, oh, let's have some fun. And they just started annihilating Dracula. And what happened was they ended up like killing him so much. They collected his blood and were able to basically contain him in this fucking bucket, if you will. So, yeah. They were able to collect remnants of Dracula because they just turned him into like little chunks and blood. So, uh, but what we didn't mention earlier was that same support group that Renfield was in. Dracula was able to enter the building and because the people running the whole group, he's like, oh, yeah, you can come in. See, that's the thing about Dracula is in order for him to come into a building, he needs to be invited. And Dude, they invite him you, in. Did you catch the part when Dracula went to Renfield's apartment? Oh, my God. That was hysterical because, because you, you mentioned that the only reason that Dracula was able to enter his apartment was because Renfield had a doormat that yep. said, like, welcome in or come on in or something like that. And he was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he was able to just go in. No problem. Yeah. In order for Dracula to go in anywhere, he needs to be invited. And that's what happened with the welcome mat. And that's exactly what happened at the support group and the support group, he decides to friggin' annihilate everyone in there, leaving Renfield to see the whole mess of death that happened. And obviously he feels awful because everyone in that group's dead at Dracula's hands. But once they collect all the blood, he was able to bring them all back by using Dracula's blood, because in order for people to come back from the dead like that, they would have to basically be fed Dracula's blood. This I don't get, because he was really annihilating these people. So what the hell was he doing? Was he spraying them with blood, like a fucking mist sprayer? Or was he like, oh, I know you're fucking headless, so I'm just going to pour blood down your mouth, and hopefully it just works out. I'm really not sure how it would happen either. Like you said, whenever they finished killing Dracula, it was literally a beer pitcher. 
Yeah, a beer pitcher full of his blood. Yeah, I don't know how Rebecca and Renfield brought all those people back alive, especially the headless one. Yeah, but the funny thing is to, once they were brought back and they're like, and Renfield, thank you so much for bringing us back. Uh, you know, we've seen things, horrible things that we never want to see again. <laughs> it was yeah. like things that they saw like in the afterlife, but using Dracula's blood that brings them back. So technically they're living dead, but they're regular normal human beings. But this movie I thought was fantastic. Corey, what do you give this for a score? I actually gave it four out of five dead kids. I don't think it was perfect by any means. Definitely had some cool moments in it. Like I mentioned several times, I love the gore. I haven't seen blood and gore that good in a movie in a long time. It looks so good. And you can't go wrong with <laughs> Nicolas Cage as Dracula himself. Yeah. How can you go wrong with Nicolas Cage in general? Yeah, I'm curious what the thought process was when they were trying to find someone to play the character. Like, did they narrow it down to certain people or? Yeah, I wonder, but I think they needed someone who's completely eccentric. And I think we all know that Nicolas Cage is a little fucking out there, especially when it comes to screams and everything. He's like definitely a wacky one. So I think they needed someone that could probably match that energy, like be able to do Dracula, which I'm sure he could do. I mean, he did. And also match the craziness aspect. And Nicolas Cage has that crazy. He has crazy for sure. So the gore and stuff, Robert Kirkman, do you know that name? That sounds very familiar. He's the guy that did like The Walking Dead. That's how I know him. Okay, well, obviously we all know the quality of the makeup and that, and the blood, the gore, the everything. It's yeah. top-notch. It's top-notch fucking makeup and gore. So, so he is definitely behind that. That makes perfect sense now as to why it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. Fucking loved it. I'm going to do the same. I think I'm going to give it a four out of five as well. It's like I said, it's the reason why you go to movies. You want to go, you want to be entertained. It's very odd though, because as entertaining as this movie was, sure, there was like a little plot hole that I just pointed out with the bringing people back. But in the end, it didn't matter. It was funny after they were all brought back. You didn't even focus on the, well, how did they come back? You focused on the comedy aspect behind it. So there was a lot of comedy to soak up any sort of plot holes or anything like that. Because you were just, you were like, fuck it, I'm entertained. This is fun. So four out of five, both of us, I think we both thought it was great. It's weird. The critics, I guess, didn't like it all that much. And we're critics, but I think the movie critics out there were being a little too harsh on it. And I don't think this movie got the justice it deserved because it bombed at the box office. I agree. I think the critics have a thing against Nicolas Cage for some reason. You know what? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. I'm kind of curious. So Google says that this movie had a $65 million budget. Okay. How much did it pull in? Do you know? I'm consulting the internet here. That's what I'm doing too. Oh, box office mojo. They got some good. 17. Mess, yeah, I'm seeing that too. 17.140 million. But 24 or, worldwide. Holy shit. So it didn't even make it. No, it fucking bombed big time. So $75 million budget only made 24 million. I think a lot of people slept on this film because this was a great film. But I, I think there was something that came out around the same time that was just like, it put it in a bad position. The fact that they had a $65 million budget in this movie, I swear it all went to gore. It had to have because the gore was so top notch that it just made the movie. And casting Nicolas Cage, I thought was great. Nicholas Holt as Renfield, he was awesome. He, 50, uh, I bet 50 million of it went to Nicolas Cage's fucking rider. 
Holy shit, I wouldn't be surprised. That or he's trying to get back into big box office, so he's like, I'll take a fucking peanut butter sandwich. No, not him. No, no way. He, no, he he's wanted lobsters, debt. man. He wanted lobster every day. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted lobster every day. I got to know what his rider is like. You know, oh. Nicholas Holt's probably like, you know what, just put me in cool films. I'm still working my way there. And Nicholas Cage is probably like, I've done this. This ain't my first rodeo. I was in The Rock. In the United States and Canada, Renfield was released alongside The Pope's Exorcist, mm-hmm. M- Mafia Mama, Sweetwater, and Suzum, and was projected to gross 8 to $10 million from 3,375 theaters in its opening weekend. The film made $3.1 million on its first day, including $900,000 from Thursday night previews. Oh, woof. Yeah, woof is right. Woof. That's so bad i'm actually going through some of the numbers opening weekend in germany deuces nothing uh yeah. <laughs> fucking it grows forty five thousand in germany germany does not like dracula yeah we're actually forty one thousand. i read the wrong spot yeah this is a site i like to check out box office mojo by imdb pro and it just uh tells you a breakdown of what what it made let's see australia it made a whopping ready for this one thousand six hundred eighteen dollars <laughs> I've never seen this site before. Oh, you got to check it out. It's actually not bad. Yeah, it looks like it's part of IMDb. Hmm. So we'll use it. We'll use it as kind of a scholarly reference. I mean, if it's by IMDb, you can probably trust it. Maybe that's why it came out to streaming so quick. Yeah, because they need to make their money back. I think they're just like, we're going to put it up on Amazon and Vudu and Apple for 20 bucks. Maybe we'll make some of our money back. Exactly. And you know what? I think that's probably where they're going to make the most of their money is on streaming. I don't think on rentals, but I think if they throw it up on a service like Netflix or something of the sorts, it actually might recoup a lot of the losses. I don't think it's going to recoup all the losses, but I think this could end up being a cult following movie. It could be. It could be like The Room. Did you ever see The Room? Yes, exactly. It's like a bad, good movie. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's so many out there that are cult followings. Even Fight Club. Fight Club is considered a cult following because it bombed so bad at the box office. So this goes to show you that not all movies that bomb at the box office are bad movies. They're just bad luck. Bad luck, bad timing, whatever. But then there are a lot that actually deserve it. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This There's was not some, one of them. No, I don't think this deserved it. I think this needed to be watched more because if people just watched and fucking enjoyed themselves they would have a good time they would walk out of the movie and be like you know what that was fun i had a good time it's gory it's funny it was action-packed it was everything that you would want in a movie in that movie i love how this imdb here says genre comedy fantasy horror i mean that kind of sums it up right because it is comedy it is horror it's i don't know fantasy i guess what, the fuck, what is fantasy about it it's the fuck out of me uh- I I don't know, man. It lost me on that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. When I think fantasy, I think like World of Warcraft or some bullshit. Or Star Wars or Star Trek or Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah. Maybe more Lord of the Rings than Star Trek. Star Trek consider sci-fi. But sci-fi fantasy, horror fantasy? Yeah, you're right. That's a new new ball game, horror fantasy. Okay. But really, aren't all movies fantasy anyways? (laughs) Yes. Movie magic. Movie magic, every, you know, movie magic, all that fun stuff. All right. I think we can actually start wrapping it up here. Everyone be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 
Also, be sure to leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. And of course, be sure to tell your friends. We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit shiningwizardsnetwork.com. They've got a lot of awesome podcasts up there in the network. Of course, 30 Screams or Less is up there. Also, you can visit 30screamsorless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. If there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. You can use the hashtag, hashtag 30screamsorless. We also have a t-shirt being designed as we speak, and we will be developing a web store. So be sure to take a look out for that. We'll make sure we're going to announce it on all the social platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So you'll find out as soon as it's ready. And with that said, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans and not get dehydrated and shit the bed. wish me luck i think i got this though because i do remember a lot some things i do need uh clarification on but uh i think we're good overall i'll do my best yeah you run point i'll oh. back you up for sure i'll uh yeah don't don't put that in my hands all right Corey, you take over this whole thing fuck go ahead i'm done you don't pay me enough i quit <laughs> you don't get paid at all <laughs> <laughs> fuck fuck You're an intern.